0: This is Heidi Helfand, and you're listening to the Agile Uprising podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Agile Uprising podcast. I'm your co-host, Claudia Orozco-Gomez and Jay Hersko. So today we are joined by Mikkel No nugard and Lukshan Ratnaravi. Sorry, tried my best. <laughs> 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 From Comic Agile. So first off, can we just say, how do you say it?
1: Yes. How do yes. you want to say it?
2: Yeah. Well, Lukshan, he's our, our language expert on that one. So I think it's kind of French. So we try to make it French
1: because that just sounds cool. So I, th- I think it's Agile. Comique Agile.
0: So I happen to if, speak French and live in France. Agile. So I, I totally read it in French when I saw it just we the <laughs> yeah. there.
1: So you can tell us if, is that how you pronounce it?
0: If you want to, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's do okay. that. We want to. Awesome, All right. Awesome. So um, I'll kick us off, like, so I, I personally have been following you, your work for a while, um, and for those listeners who aren't aware, Mickles and uh, Lukshan have just put out the book, Comic Agile, I think I got it right, um, which is a long-running internet comic, you've seen it all over LinkedIn, I know a bunch of Agile nerds, I've shared it back and forth all over Twitter, I've seen it in almost every Discord I'm part of with Agile practicing and speaking, and um, and they recently put it into print, right? So there's a hard copy version available with the forward by uh, Kent Beck and Dave Snowden. If you don't know who Kent Beck and Dave Snowden are, you probably got to go back to some of our early episodes um, and maybe reconsider, you know, when you're doing your homework. Uh, but anyway, uh, first off, I wanted to, to tell you guys, like, uh, first of all, a job well done, right? Because I love it. Like, there were times where I was reading this book and I actually caught myself laughing out loud. And my wife knows when I'm reading, like, work stuff because I have highlighters and all this stuff out and she comes around the corner and i'm reading what amounts to a comic book and she knows it's work specific cuz i got a highlighter in one hand and flags in the other and i'm laughing and she's like are you doing work stuff or like what are you reading is that like a, is that an x men book i'm like no 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 it's work, <laughs> it's, work- it's work related it's work related um so i, I got to get that out of the way like uh, kudos on a job well done so let, i guess let's start from the beginning so where did the idea of creating the comic strip actually come from
1: frustration okay so, should I start off, Mikkel, and then you can uh, continue yeah, the story sure. afterwards? So, we worked together in, um, in a company uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Vestas, uh, who makes uh, yeah, wind turbines, basically. There's a lot of software in that as well. So, um, we were hired uh, fairly around the same time as a new uh, agile team. Uh, I was the PO, and Mikkel was uh, UX UX guy. And um, we were supposed to you know, change the company, work agile, be this ninja team who would show and lead the way on how to work collaboratively with the customer and agile and all these good things. And I think um, that was the intention, right? And, it, you know, there, there's a limit to everything. So we just started hitting the limit on how flexible we could really be, how adaptable could we be. And and this this led to, short story, sh- uh, long story short, this led to a lot of frustrations. We had to do something, we had to find some sort of outlet. And um, I guess being the, the people we are, uh, we make comic strips, <laughs> so Migl is uh, very visual and, and good at drawing stuff, and I think I'm, I'm good at making stuff uh, absurd or fun. And uh, we started making some small comic strips, uh, very company-specific ones, and p- uh, placed them uh, around coffee machines and stuff like that. And um, yeah, people uh, gave us uh, pretty good uh, feedback on that. They loved it. And uh, yeah, then what happened, Migl?
2: I think we started uh we thought about maybe we should share this uh for a wider audience and and and, and, and what what good place to go for that than uh than Facebook right? The the most professional uh, social media platform in the world. Or or at least the biggest one and the, the one I think we knew best. So so we started sharing some of the some of the early stripes panels on on Facebook and and got got some responses and then we got some likes and some shares and all that. But what we really, really dreamt about, well, it wasn't Facebook, it was, we we, we thought we had a higher, bigger plans, right? And that was Instagram, of course, because Instagram, that's where all the cool people are. Um, very and, true, and very we, true. <laughs> so you get <laughs> to be a part of the cool kids. Of <laughs> course, yes, and, and also we thought, tons of money just floating around on, on Instagram, right? And, and we had these dreams of, uh, of a half a million followers on Instagram and being these influencer types uh, traveling around the world with our comic strips and all that. But it, it sort of just dawned on us that, that, well, we didn't have enough cats in our uh, panels, and, and it wasn't enough about uh, relationships. So, so, no, Instagram, that wasn't for us.
0: <laughs> all right so then what happened just stick to the agile stuff no cats
2: yeah no yeah well well it's sort of just i don't know who, who came up with that uh we found there was a a, a platform called linkedin of course we had been uh, on that for 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 ages but 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 it sort of was an accident or or, or maybe uh i don't know how was it
1: i think it was an we experiment did. in the in the agile spirit yeah i think Around um, yeah, the holiday season in 2020, I think we tried just putting our most popular one on, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, the one with the Scrum Master and the baby. And uh, yeah, things just exploded. It, it People uh, loved it and shared it thousands of times. And uh, I think we realized LinkedIn, that that's our platform. That's where uh, the business uh, angles really, really make sense. And that's where people can tag their manager and their teammates and whatnot. Uh, so that's the platform for us and and since then it just it's just taken off you know
0: so i i i got to admit i um yeah i was i took the bait on linkedin as well and i think a <laughs> lot of people started sharing but there there was a, a debate that we were having so the earlier comic strips on linkedin zamir was, was there no commentary on them kind of feel like yeah, the first right. one they were just there okay take yeah. it as it is and yep. then there was the commentary that was added afterwards. So, wh- how did that come about?
1: I think uh, well, <laughs> it's, it's a weird process. So initially, uh, you're right. We just put it out there, and it was kind of, you know, in its own self. You could um, you could think whatever you want. You still can. But I think people uh, started asking us for advice or how could you manage this anti pattern? What do we do in this situation? And we wanted to. Um, we have an idea. We want to make a book eventually. So if you want to make a book, you need to add some sort of, you know, professional value, I guess, rather than just making fun of things. It's kind of a hypothesis we had. Maybe we don't have to, but but we did. So we wanted to um, make some uh, content, like more value-adding content, you could say, advice that people could take and maybe try to implement or or uh, reflect on. So um, I guess that's what motivated us to start writing some, some yeah, some commentary, you could call it. Alongside each uh, strip,
3: and I think that remark, Claudia, is actually kind of powerful because it tells you—I'm going to end up insulting somebody, but I really don't care. It's my show; <laughs> I don't care. Um, it tells you the kind of practitioner you're dealing with by how they—you know—when you your people's reaction to things speaks more about them than it does about the content itself. And when I and saw the it, thing like about worm, we'll come back yeah, to that. Uh, like <laughs> I <laughs> think like some of the biting commentary is one of those like where the best ones are the ones I go ooh, and then I went. Oh man, they're right. But you understand, like, (laughs) understand that, yes, situationally, this is what we encounter. And then, well, how do I undo that? That's almost the, to your point, um, Luke Shen, it's almost the said unsaid, where this is something, okay, this is the the scenario you're going to be presented with. How do I deal with it? And I thought that getting the book and then seeing the the explanations below him, like, hey, look, like this is the kind of thing that you're all going to get punched in the face with where like the the one that's fresh in my mind, the scrum master that we need versus the scrum master we hire, right? We need like the drill and structure, Navy SEAL, special forces guy, and you end up with someone with a CSM with two days of training. No offense to anybody with the CSM in two days of training, but obviously, you know, I think David would admit they don't have the. It, experience it could yet. have
1: been PSM as well, right?
3: Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I forgot. We're talking about <laughs> Europeans, so it could be PSM. Uh, um, uh. But I thought that, to me, the thing was. You know, we tell our narrative and analogy is how we, and a metaphor, I should say, metaphor is how we make sense of the world. It's how we communicate with each other. And a lot of these were very metaphorical to the to the trials and tribulations of what we go through. The, the one that still resonates in my head where I still laugh, I got to put links in the show notes, the one where there's the guy wandering the halls of what looks like a zombie apocalypse and he has mm. to take a scrum class and he ends up in the PMO office and he says, but I'm Prince Two certified. And the last panel says, it's either this or leading safe. Like that was one where I kind of just dropped my phone, and I was like, "Oh, they're right, they're right." Like, but you talk about how, in, in that specific example, inflicting training on an organization that's not ready to receive it yet, you're going to get some bad outcomes. So that 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 humorous part is what actually makes a lot these more resonant than reading a very dry book, right, with 800 pages mm-hmm. telling you here's all yeah. the anti patterns. It's it's the visual, um, the, the to your point, Luke, trying use the word, um snarky right the kind of snarky remark where you're like yeah, yeah it makes sense <laughs> yeah
2: and well, it's, it's also this, it's also sort of uh, uh, cut out into chunks so you can just read one page one panel and there's a point in that uh, and 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 we have this uh, this, uh, this nice body text that, that says oh, well how to avoid that or why are you in this situation but it's, it's sort of it's very digestive whereas these uh, the, the, the the bricks right is you, you have to read them end-to-end in order to, to, to get that value that you, you, you think you, you, you want, right? Mm-hmm. So so I think that that's why we get so good uh, feedback on it. it, it it's it's so, very yeah. digestive and, uh, and it gets right I think into what it. we're dreaming
1: about and what we're, sorry for interrupting, what we're dreaming about and what we see happen is uh, actually people printing out our strips and putting them everywhere uh, in the companies, <laughs> by copy machines. And we even wrote in the how to read this book section that if you want a high-res uh, version uh, edition of, of the comic strip let us know and we'll send it to you free of charge of course and you can print it we want to have these discussions going on that's our mission right it's to improve uh, agile practitioners by starting to talk about what's what's so crazy about this whole industry
3: right and to that point uh, we have we're in an industry let's be honest here it's very much driven by consulting right where you have something yeah. to sell And your company namesake is on the line. So you have to tell people that, of course, this works. We're just going to send you home on a Thursday. We're going to build a bunch of Agile tables. Claudia comes back in on Monday. She's now a, no offense safe, a release train engineer. She has six teams on her. It's just going to work, right? Where the reality is sometimes it doesn't. And you, you, you very deftly call out some of the honest problems that we have. Like the one that resonates with me, which I use. I've actually taken a picture with my phone. I have to take you up on that offer to email you and get a good copy. The one about cumulative flow diagrams, right? Oh, God, because yes. that is my favorite diagram, and yet we <laughs> all, every single Agile practitioner I know, knows that you basically need an MBA, an MFA, and like some sort of like dance um, uh, d- uh, degree to be able to explain yeah. those effectively, right? And, it, and while it is the most powerful uh, image you can use as far as metrics go in, in an iterative world. It is not easy to grok, and when you have like mm. the guy sits back and he goes, "Oh, but it looks so pretty with all the colors." I was that was another one where I just kind of sat there and went, "Ooh, ooh right." In yeah, the I ankles. had to
0: accept that I was the butt of the joke on that one. I <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I have had somebody explain this to me over and over, different people, and I just don't get it. Um, I get what it's supposed to do, and my brain just doesn't register it. So I thought, okay, that's fine. I I'm the one we're making fun of on that one. <laughs>
1: Yes, and I will try being the person actually explaining it, and not really fully getting it. While well, well, sometimes,
2: hey. sometimes I don't get the point either. <laughs> <laughs> because, of, of our well, yeah, yeah, but it, it, Lucian, he's sort of the he is the expert, right? I'm, I'm just the guy that, that 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 draws. So, and of course, I've got some experience in it, but but there are there are certain aspects of the theory that that I really have to explain on you. New metrics or new uh, visualizations that, that you have to show me how how work how why they work right. So I have I have to I've learned so much doing this actually.
1: And the, and the, uh, the complementary part here is because Mikkel is, is comes from a UX background, he kind of em- emphasizes or, or, or challenges me in making the punchline more clear than than I'll make it because I think oh everyone will get this. So he has this um, outside-in view on it. So I think that's why we, um, yeah, we match each other very well. And the points are
2: hopefully very clear.
0: So, yes. I, yeah, I, I kind of want to dive into that a little bit more because you were saying, Nicole, there's a lot that you have to learn to, to get it. You cover so much ground on these. Like, how, how do you even go about doing that? There is, if we talk about the books, the frameworks, the, the tools, everything that you're covering here, how do you even yeah. just? Go about learning all this because I, I learned just from rereading cover to cover.
1: Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Well, there are different depths to our knowledge, of course, of the different frameworks, right? So, some frameworks uh, where we have personal experience in, and others we just have a theoretical, like uh, for instance, uh, safe and less, I have more experience in than, than for instance, Oh, we're going to find that
0: one because I want to come back to that.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and, and uh, you know, so some of it. It could it could be portrayed a bit as if we were experts in all of it, but we're not really. We're in much of it, but not. We we can make fun of some stuff that we don't have personal experience in just because it's crazy, like print's too Agile in itself. I never worked in that context, but I, I can see why it's it's kind of uh-huh. yeah I, I don't know what it is, but but it's uh, different. Uh, Nichols, yeah, so you
0: were so. saying that you you learn just in the process of making these.
2: Yeah, I've, I've, well, I've been working with software forever, or since I, yeah, forever. It feels like forever. So of course, I've been exposed to, to uh, I think all kinds of flavors of of of, of these uh, agile methodologies and and also w- ways of implementing them. So so I know my way around, but it's just I'm not, I don't I don't read up on on a new uh, theory or all that. So, so there's just some things that, that I, I grudgingly have to accept that, that only Lucian knows.
0: Right. So I, I think I'm, I'm kind of along lines, same lines as you were conversational. We're probably not as fluent uh, as, yes. as Jay or Lucian. Ah,
3: uh, you, you don't, don't, don't flatter us both. Um, I, I, the other, the other, I would say almost serendipitous timing for this book, right, is... We preach all the time as Agile coaches, as practitioners about uh, uh, creating a safe environment, right? Organizational safety, the ability to walk in and, you know, what is it? The, 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 the bellwether of a truly free society is being able to express your opinions without having someone actively attacked, right? So we say all these things. And yet, when you try to call Agile as a practice on its bullshit, right? Do it on Twitter. Just create it. I'm telling any listener, if you're a listener who doesn't have a Twitter account, create a fake Agile Twitter account. Say something like no estimates is is trash and then put hashtag Agile yeah. and watch, watch the people come out of the woodwork, right? Like, And, and my point oh, yeah. being is we don't really, we don't really turn the mirror upon ourselves. It's very easy to sit there and say the client does this wrong. The client does that wrong. You should have done this. Whereas this book calls us truthfully on a lot of our BS, a lot of the stuff that we tell people that we know behind the scenes. Okay. You've
0: like, even got a consulting company after Agile yeah. BS. I love it.
3: like like we know we know but we don't talk about it and we should be talking about it because that's where the growth comes from and you guys are kind of calling us on some of our bs right like it's the the the, the one um we were just talking about the one where the manager is laying on the couch talking to what amounts to sigmund freud and he's talking about his transformation and how it's going to change and everyone's going to be empowered and then what do i have to do and his response is I have to do everything in my power to make this agile transformation fail. And the shrink goes, exactly. It's like, my God, I work with, I work with this person. I work with a lot of these people, right? So you, again, you, you, you confront the, the uncomfortable truth that we don't like to talk about. You actually confront it in a very light way that makes you kind of stop and think.
1: Well, that's very happy to hear that. That's, yeah,
3: uh, I've been I've been sending pictures of these all over the place. I, I got it while I was on vacation. Claudia will tell you I was I was am sitting there just reading and taking pictures and bombing every text channel we're both part of because I'm like you got this is resonant. Like they're calling us on RBS. They're calling us on RPS. Uh Claudia, you wanted to poke at the safe. Oh, less I strength? do.
0: So you have got a whole lot unsafe, and it's it's yeah. not all bad. So oh. I just wanted to know what do you really think about safe well so we we won't safe? tell them i promise well do you, we have
2: we have we have an n d a with uh safe so we can't really say anything about <laughs> it. sorry
1: they paid <laughs> us to make the positive ones oh no, <laughs> so, uh, well, no, seriously i think um safe has um safe can be a uh relevant point on your Agile journey. Uh, We saw in our own company, introducing SAFE actually made us better at the team level Agile uh, work because uh, we had good Agile consultants who who understood that. So SAFE can for some companies be an excuse to kind of revamp or restart their Agile journey. But I think you should really see it as a point, uh, a stop on your journey that you can move away from. Because it's, it's very much about managing dependencies and no, not so much about eliminating them. So for some companies, it can be a relevant and value adding uh, stop on their journey. But I think you should always try to kind of descale before uh, investing in the overhead of safe. You know, right. So it, it's 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 a it's a means to achieve something. You know, but but be, be a, yeah. Think
3: think re- reflect about it critically. Before it, you it's just like the it. hammer. Right, Lukashen, it's the hammer. When you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And if this is all you're aware of, that's all yeah. you're going to try and use. Yes. Yeah. L- think about the pain behind having safe. Because if the
1: pain is uh, we have many dependencies, then, then that's not the solution. If it's about creating a, a collective cadence between the dependencies that we don't want to or cannot remove, then having a release train can actually do wonders for you. Right? Yeah. So so uh, it, it's just a means. Um, I don't have a positive or negative thought about it, but, but what we need to be aware of, uh, what anti-patterns a uh, framework can drive. A framework is never evil in itself, but, right. what the, the, but you need qualified agile coaches and managers and whatnot to kind of drive the right behaviors if a framework sets a, a direction that's not uh, good for your company. You know? So Yeah,
0: it, just, it makes me think of, um, I think there's, it's the unsafe protest. So yeah. I was thinking, God, these guys are safe bashing. It's, it's an easy target, you got to say, yeah. um, because yeah. of all the anti-patterns. Yeah. But then you get to the unsafe protests where you've got all these people that are protest- protesting because safe is unagile. And then you've got somebody saying, OK, well, what has this done for your company? I'm totally butchering yeah. this one. But actually, we're speaking to our customers now. And we're more aligned than we were before. I love safe. <laughs>
3: yeah, yes. it's, it's, it's one of those weird things where I had this conversation with somebody the other day where they their biggest concern with any of the frameworks is, first of all, you create zealots, right? You create dogmatists where I think this is the only thing in the world. The, the funniest word I've ever heard used to describe an agile zealot was a snowbird. And I hope that get that term gets more traction because I think that's actually brilliant in and of itself. Um, a Fundamentalist, right? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the actual fundamentalist should be called snowbirds, right? With white yes. robes and stuff, looking like Kent Beck. Um, but I think so, I think some of the biggest complaint with a lot of the stuff that that coaches coach and people preach is they get the they get the message that comes across in the in the curricula, right? Or they get the message that comes across in the book, but they don't understand the theory behind it. Right. And what is it? Theory. Theory without practice is useless. useless practice without theory is expensive. Right. And uh, I just had this conversation with uh, Ben, our buddy Ben, the other day where we were talking about the whole all of Reinertsen's work. Right. Let, let's be honest here. That book is a bear to read. It's a bear to read. And he didn't write it to be easily accessible. Right. But when you read that book and then you look at what Dean pulled in into the safe framework, like, oh, well, that makes sense. Well, that makes total sense, right? Okay, I get the theory behind it, but the people who don't just run around and start yelling about cue depth and, it, and cost of holding, and it's like, oh. Uh,
0: All right, uh, Jay, you've gone, you've gone down. I'm sorry, the I went, full nerd. I went yeah, full nerd. Yeah, I'm looking at Michael's <laughs> face now. Sorry, because he and I have probably got the same look on our face, so.
3: Sorry, Luke Shannon and I, this is where we go at, at a bar. We go off into some corner somewhere and start yelling, and we draw a yeah. CFD on the wall, and there's post-its everywhere, yeah. Yes, and yes I, I can imagine. Michael and
0: I are just enjoying our beer somewhere else, talking about cats.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I do yeah. want to ask: um, you had two very big Agile luminaries, right? The intro to the book. You had Kent back and you had Dave Snowden. Who I'm a huge Dave tonight, right? I'm truly admitted. How did that come about? How did it get Kent? Asked, getting Kent just, and getting Dave just to to write your intro. We just, we just asked them. Awesome. I said yes. That was did easy. Man, that was easy.
0: It was it easier than you thought it would be.
1: Yeah, so the reason we asked those two guys uh, because uh, was because they actually shared some of our previous work. So uh, we just uh, referred back to that, right? And said, hey, you shared some of this. Would you like to uh, write uh, a forward please? We, we can't pay you anything. And they're like, sure. That's awesome. That was really but, but easy, think, but we I were so actually, happy.
2: Yeah, I, I actually think that that, that uh, sort of uh, way that we got those uh, guys to write forward very descriptive of of the whole um engagement that we have on on our on our panels on our comics right it, it i know we did it but it's it it feels like sort of a community thing, and there's a lot of people taking ownership of of, of this concept because no one no one had this before right of course we had Gilbert and all that, but that's sort of it's more generic and it's also it's got another history and all that. So I think there's a lot of people that, that have really yearned for having sort of this, something that we can have together in our little uh, secret uh, club here, right? That yeah. that a lot of people take ownership in this, and we can see this in, in all the comments that get on, on LinkedIn as well. For example, the, this unsafe protest, that commentary uh, track exploded. And, and, and actually, I think, uh, yeah, some are also, uh, yeah, uh, a long discussion between uh, two pretty uh, big guys in, in, in the industry, right, that uh, almost got into a fight on that one. So there's, <laughs> yeah. there's so much passion in it, and there's so much uh, so much engagement that, that, well, that's why we keep going as well.
1: Yeah, and, and talking about the co-creation part and community part, so here's a little secret. Some of the commentary is actually based on some of the comments we get. So we're not, you know, there are people out there smarter than us, believe it or not, even you, Jay. So, uh,
3: <laughs> oh, I, I am. I am the dumbest. I try to be the dumbest person in the room, and I'm convinced <laughs> I'm the dumbest it's person in the room in every well, room right? I walk into. Yeah. I'm convinced.
1: So, there's a bit of co-creation uh, without them knowing it. Actually, you know, when there's a good point in the commentary uh, or in the comment on LinkedIn, uh, we, we actually, uh, yeah, stole some of those points because it's a community thing. We're not just the uh, experts here. So. so,
0: who who doesn't fit into this community? Who um, who are these comments? not for
1: who are they not for I'd like to say nobody yeah what
2: do you think there are some people on which the joke gets lost Yeah. that that really takes sort of okay those KPIs that you you just draw that doesn't make sense or it doesn't you can't really have that one rising and that one falling and all that so there are people that, that doesn't get the joke they just take it too uh, literally. Yeah, yes. And, oh, and if they're I very think... new to
1: agile, I think if yeah. they're very new and they haven't seen this, if you're straight out of university or something, and you haven't seen this, uh, you won't probably won't get the jokes if you haven't seen it fail, hmm. right? So I think uh, kind of semi-experienced practitioners uh, are, are, uh, yeah, our our yeah audience. So if you're totally new to it or or you don't know anything about it, then then it's not an introduction to Agile, right? Right, so, right.
3: So it, it, would be, it would be very much like coming out of your PSM and picking up the Cliffberg book Agile 2, right? Which basically opens yeah. a kimono and lays everything bare. You, you, have, you have no frame of reference to understand what this guy yeah. is railing against. But yes. at the same time, those who have, to your point, Luksha, those of us who have been in that trench and truthfully have gotten punched in the face once or twice, you, that's where the comic gets really funny because you're like, oh my God, I've had this happen to me. I've oh, had the so powerful much. questions! Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just making me, to me think
0: the powerful questions. What <laughs> happened? They had powerful answers. Yeah,
3: yeah. very yeah. true, very true, very true. Um, so uh, let me let me ask you both this. I don't want to take too much more of your time. Uh, what's next? What are what's the next, next steps? Maybe? Volume two. Oh,
1: so we're <laughs> um, so so it yeah. Do you want to talk a bit about that, Michael?
2: Yeah, well, we don't have any plans sort of uh, set in stone, but uh, and and we didn't have any plans for for volume uh, one either. It was just sort of one thing taking the other, and and all of a sudden we had so enough content to to put into a book, and 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 it had been sort of a a little uh, little seed in our minds. Maybe we could do a book at some point, and then it just seemed right that well now we we just need to put put this book on the market right uh mm-hmm. and 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 i think if we keep on uh doing this we'll have uh another book in a year's time or so uh but but that's just that's just the that's just the channel for 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 the for the content and the channel for mm-hmm. for uh for what we do uh, we but we are still talking about what we're going to do we don't we don't yeah. have, there so any what we're things seeing is that you
0: haven't covered that maybe you think are coming around the corner.
2: Sorry, any themes?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So we're we're going to um, so we're going to move into phase two, uh, end of November, I think. Then all the scripts we made, all the ones in the book, have been released on LinkedIn. Then we're going to move into some some more looking into a critical role, uh, a critical look at the agile coaching role. So We call ourselves agile coach, but uh, who even knows how to coach? <laughs> um, uh, we're, we're going to look into descaling, what's the motivation for descaling, mm. is it something with efficiency, is that really the right motivation to descale, so we're going to look into uh, more stuff like that and looking retrospectively into what we've been doing as, a, as, a, as an agile coach but I think besides that, um, we are starting to get uh, uh, you could say uh, requests on doing talks and stuff like that You know, doing workshops like anti-pattern uh, disruption uh workshops you know based on our comic strips so so but That's both exciting. of us we're, in, we're very happy in our uh, jobs and all this stuff so but we're looking at, at people wanting to do more with this you know so so you never know um but but um i guess uh, we found something here we could do some more. Right, uh, you, last personal hour audience. If you can
0: throw something in there about remote i would love it
3: yes i'd yeah. love to <laughs> have your take
0: on, <laughs> oh, on
3: remote. oh you guys are taking requests even better I have yeah. requested If you do something on descaling and you end up drawing Peter Merrill from X scale, please draw him to look like young Einstein with his hair standing straight out. I love Peter. He's brilliant. He's one of those people. I get at a meeting with him and in five minutes I'm completely lost and I've got two pages of notes. But he, he please just draw him like young Einstein. I think that would be amazing. Um, but I'm uh, I, I do want to ask um, without without asking for too much detail. How has the reception been on the actual book? Because I mean I've been following the comic on LinkedIn again I share them all the time. How has the book reception been? Has it been? Has it been about what you expected? Has it been wildly wildly successful compared to what your 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 preconceived notions were? How did it? How has it been so far?
1: Yeah, so so we had no idea what to expect, but maybe maybe Michael you can open the door a bit into how it's going.
2: It's uh, I just ordered the printers and had to ah. to uh, to order 100 more on that batch so uh, it's it's been we didn't as looks and said we didn't know what to expect and we started by yeah. printing 200 that were gone in in uh, in a week and then 200 more and 300 more so that at least people are buying it and and then then we've sort of we're still in the progress of getting it out and, and And people are still in the process of, of, of getting uh, the, 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 the yeah. books uh, from from the uh, mail, mail office yeah. so so uh, the actual book is sort of we only have a few very good uh, reactions on on the book itself, but uh, mm-hmm. at least a lot of people want it as, as sort of a prize. Uh, again the the, mm-hmm. the people have been very engaged in, in this community and, 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 and want to be in on this journey. And that's just—it's just so awesome to 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 hear people actually joining our our uh, this journey that we have together, and all, also this uh, this um, this this good good feeling about doing something.
1: Mm. Yeah. So we, I think we're nearing the or passing the thousand book mark. So including paperback and hardcover and not. What we're seeing is companies ordering it for all the Scrum masters or all the POs. You know. And that's, that's really cool. Uh, right now, mostly Danish Who's
0: companies. that company? I want to join them. <laughs> yeah,
3: <right>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move to Denmark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Claudia, yeah. that would be a shorter move for you than it would be for me. I'm not yeah. putting the dogs in air crates and shipping them across the pond. Would not be successful. Yeah. So we're seeing Stop.
1: organizations, you know, like uh, coaching camps in Denmark, they want to hand it out as a, as a special gift and stuff like that. So oh, that's it's nice starting place. to get traction. So we're kind of really honored that they that they think it's that good. They want to give it to their employees and course participants and whatnot. It's like, uh, wow, we didn't know. if nothing like
0: else, that. then you'll have incepted that into somebody. There's an inception yeah. for other coaching yeah. camps. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've made a note to myself. I've got to I've got to get the actual physical copy so that I can give myself a pop quiz. Do I get what's funny in that? If not, no, I, I got to go back and learn some more. <laughs>
1: yeah. I get the hot cover one. It's much, much more... Um, It's much more collectible. It's cooler than than the paperback.
3: Yeah, in hindsight, I'm going to order that right after this, and then I'm going to re-gift. I think I'm going to send my soft copy to my old boss, because I think she would get a kick out of it. Mm -hmm. And some of the complaints that she had, and and we were in the transformation office, and some of the the tough, not complaints, but some of the tough, um, the sticky wickets that we had to get past, you guys actually really effectively nail during the course of a comedic narrative, right? I mean, the the, the picture that I can close my eyes and it uh, keeps jumping out at me is the section on the product owner where it's the guy standing there with the PO hat and he's got the mouse in his hand and he just looks completely defeated. And right there, like I opened it up. And again, it was one of those like, oh, like I feel sort of uncomfortable because this is too on the nose, right? This is... This is how they feel and how they get treated. So it's, yeah. So uh, please, if you're listening to this episode, please go out and and get a copy of the book. And Mickel's, Luke, where can people go if they want to get a copy? Where should they go?
2: They should go to our website. Okay. Comicagile.net slash
3: book. Perfect. 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 But
2: I'm Um, pretty sure that a a Google search could do it for you as well if if you didn't get the, the URL here.
3: Okay. And I, and of course for our listeners, I will put it in the show notes, but in case you are an audio and not a visual person, you don't like to read our show notes. I don't blame you. Um, please go to that website. So, uh, final, uh, we're going to wrap this up. So I want to ask any final thoughts. Luke, I'm going to start with you. Any final thoughts? Um, any final announcements? Do you have any presentations you're giving any conference talks? I know we're all in the virtual world now. Um, any final thoughts you want to pass on to our listener base?
1: I just, not really, just keep fighting. You know, that's, that's what we're doing in these agile roles. I hope, I hope uh, we'll start to have more conversations with the ones who don't get it. Uh, we're good at blaming uh, our managers and whatnot, but, but let's look, look towards ourselves and start having more conversations about this. Let's remember, working agile is a means to something. Find out what that something is and start having conversations. That's perfect. Perfect. No, that's kind
3: of the deep.
2: Perfect. The kind of deep, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas, how
3: about
2: you? <laughs> I think should said it. It's just uh, yeah. Thanks thanks for everyone that, that 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 gave us some comments or share or like. That's what uh, keeps us going.
3: Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Thank you. And thank Marty, you for it, having uh, us. Oh, well, uh, it was it was good. our it was our pleasure. Truly, it was I our loved pleasure. It, and, yeah. and for those listeners this literally happened via LinkedIn. Because uh, somebody, I, th- I one of you posted, "Hey, we want to do, we want to get on the road and do some um, speaking about the book. Where can we go?" And Claudia tagged me, and then one thing led to another, and then here we are recording an episode. So the the wonders of LinkedIn is a social networking platform. Um, but yeah. I will say this: if you are going to use LinkedIn, please don't be one of those existential buffoons who post these things that you think is deeper than it actually is. Because it really, we're all, we're all we're all laughing, but we're not laughing with you. All right, Claudia, take us home. <laughs>
0: so if you've enjoyed this episode if you could give us a review or a rating uh leave comments on iTunes your podcasting platform of choice it'll help others find us um and we want to thank Krebs from Machine Man Records who has provided us our outro music free of charge uh if you have like what you've heard check out links in the show notes and find out more um if you're looking for some real-time discussion um you can join our discord server and talk about crazy everyday agile stuff um or non-agile hey (laughs) we talk about everything and anything in there um and we would we intend for the agile uprising uh to be totally free of charge so if you'd like to contribute and help us uh with hosting and productions, productions costs that I'm never going to get this outro, right? Am I? Um, we do have a Patreon. So um, help us out here and you'll probably get something in the mail from Jay.
3: Yes. Yes. You may or may not get a surprise from me. So uh, once again, I want to thank uh, Luke Lucian and Mickles for joining us. I want to thank on behalf of Claudia and myself, on behalf of Claudia and myself, Luke Shinn and Mickles, I want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in once again. So until next time, Hi. this is the Agile Uprising podcast, signing out.